Louise. And welcome to Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. This is a space where we aim to help, educate and entertain you on all aspects of life. Each week we will be here live to inspire you to take action in your own life. We will bring together a beautiful mix of practical logic and spiritual intuition to help you live life your way. Tonight we're talking about what you need to do when you're trying to sell your home and it's just not moving. We're going to take you through all of the basics from two different perspectives, that of a professional organiser and an elemental space clearer, and how combining the two will attract a new owner. Now, this episode could be three in the end. So really, <laughs> really what we want to try and do is keep it as tight as possible um, to help you from a practical, emotional and spiritual level mm. to sell your home. Now, Lou and I collectively have 20 years or more experience as professional organisers. So we'd definitely be able to help you with that practical yes. stuff. But then I'm also going to be sharing with you that spiritual stuff to help maybe clear the space along with some stories that I can share with you around clients who mm. have you know, been selling homes that just have not shifted. So we're going to start with the practical because that makes sense. Totally, <laughs> totally. Because it's, it's interesting when we think about moving, like we've, we've got uh, situations now where like in the past, we've always been... I need to pack everything, move everything, and then stuff will be in boxes two years later. Oh, don't you hate it. <laughs> How many times have we been called in, hell into clients' homes where they go, oh, you know, things just aren't working, and then we say, well, why did you decide, you know, talk, talk us through why you've decided to put these things in, in this spot. Well, that's, um, they pause and they go, well, that's uh, where we put it when we first moved in. Or... That's where the previous owner had it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So very much as professional organizer, and we're seeing that there's a lot more people that are open to the idea to go, the benefits of getting a professional organizer to support a move process is that they really know what they want to bring into their new home and it's set up right from the start. Yes. So packers can come in and they can pack a box. Mm, and of course they can. Take you to the other end and you either unpack it or they unpack it for you and then put things in places that you don't necessarily yep. think it's a good idea. Or a professional organiser can help you with that decluttering before you even pack a box mm. and then have the boxes organised so then when at the other end you already know the strategy or yeah. the process so that you can unpack quickly, easily, and have things where you want them yeah. to be. So I know the revamp process, which again we've shared in previous episodes, yep. but this works really well for moving. It does. And I guess I've used this process, it's, it's, it's slightly tweaked from a moving perspective because what we're doing when we're moving is we're straddling two locations. Sometimes we know our new location and sometimes we don't. Mm. You know, like, we're, like it might be that... I need to pack everything up because I am going to be moving. I don't own, I don't know where I'm actually going to be mm. or I'm moving to a rental. So sometimes when there's ambiguity, you can still do this process. And it's, it's really critical because, and I guess I've used this moving strategy where I've worked one-on-one -on -one with clients face-to-face, -face, but I've also coached clients through the process when they've been in another state. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a very DIY process, which is why if we explain it, then hopefully our listeners will be able to go, okay, I can do that. So pen and paper. If you don't have a pen and paper, <laughs> get that pen and paper. Um, but the first step in the revamp process, so it's R-E-V-A-M-P. First step in a normal revamp process is R for remember. 
when we think about it as we're going to be moving, it's remembering what is the purpose of this space. So in that, what we're aiming to do is map out what are the existing rooms that we have. And if you know where you're moving, you kind of do a mapping exercise. So you go, I have a kitchen in my current home. In my new home, do I have a kitchen? Oh, yes, I do. Look at that. (laughs) But that's when you start going, but it's smaller. Mm. It has less whatever. So you want to be very crystal clear because, you know, after remember is what is it that you've currently got and what is your desire? Like you're moving for a reason. Is it because you don't have enough space? Is it because of, you know, that the family is growing? So it's thinking about, okay, mapping out each individual room. What is the purpose of, um, you know, the bedroom? Oh, well, it's, you know, I want it to be a place where there's sleeping there's um, not a library, but I just have, you know, a little book that I might do some end of night, um, end of day de-stressing and reading provides that. So they want it to be a nurturing sanctuary space, as you would say, hell. Mm. But it's getting clear. Mm. What have I got now? What am I potentially moving to? And understanding, is there a difference? And the thing I like about that, Lou, is it, particularly if you're moving from a smaller home to a bigger home, yeah, you are able to look at the spaces in the bigger home and give them a purpose before moving. Yes, in. exactly, exactly. And if you don't know, it doesn't matter. You just assume I'm going to move to a place like this or smaller. Always think smaller. Yes, because you can always fit what you own or plan to fit what you own in a smaller space. <laughs> Whereas if you've got way too much stuff, mm. you can't really necessarily squeeze that in. Exactly. So you just go, what, what's the energy or the intention or what, what do I want from this new room, whatever it might be. Mm. Then the next step in the revamp process is E for evaluate. And in that space, you want to be really no holes barred. What is not working in your current space? And what are the habits or the processes or the frustrations you have that you don't want to bring into your new space? Mm. Oh, I love that. Oh, I know. <laughs> because you really, you, you've got to be thinking about this. Mm. Like it's the one of the biggest decisions we make in our life. Like this is big money transactions. Mm. And it's like thinking we've got to be, because it's so important as you talk about with sanctuary and the home and it's, it's your safe harbor mm. away from the world. So what doesn't work? And you have to really be crystal clear. You know, kitchen, oh, it's so irritating because of X, Y, Z. What does your new home have? What do you like about your existing home that you're going to introduce into your new home, whether you know that new home or you don't? You Mm -hmm. can go, I am seeking this in my new home. So it helps you to be really, oh, that's what I'm looking for. Um, So that's E for evaluate. Then you move on to V for value. And this is where we start thinking about what's most important in each space what's coming with me mm, okay so we haven't even packed a box yet no have we? we haven't even <laughs> exactly it's it, it's really been crystal clear because the v for value is saying what is stopping in my life now what does not get a ticket to come mm. on the next journey i.e i'm not packing stuff i don't want yes and i'm taking this opportunity to discard it, to yes. donate it, to sell it, whatever, so that it doesn't take up space both in the moving truck yes. that you're paying for oh, yeah. or in the home. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's really like, you know, all those rusted trays, mm-hmm. rusted baking trays, those gifts that you just go, oh, I felt really bad. Oh, hello. This is a good time to go get yourself 
done with them. You know, it's time. And the word that's coming to me is guilt. Guilt. So don't feel guilt yep. over the stuff that's not coming with you. Exactly. No, ain't got time for guilt. No. <laughs> okay, so that's R-E. So R for remember, E for evaluate, V for value, A for assign. Now, a sign is about where are things going to be living in your new space. It's about A for a sign is what's the flow. So in a kitchen, you'd be thinking about, okay, what are the functional areas? It's about the lounge room. What are the, so you go back to R for remember, what did you want to do in certain spaces? When you know the new space you're going to be in, that's great. But how you can apply it from a packing perspective is crucial. So you know, the kitchen things need to go in kitchen boxes. Mm. Don't. Like the number of times I have supported clients where their mother has been there or family, friends, members, and they just throw stuff into any box. Oh, no. No, no, <laughs> not on my watch. That's no. actually why a client was there because they want. They said to their mum, look, mum, Louise is managing this process. Mm. So Louise is very particular about what things go where because it makes it easier on the other end. Yes. So, and it's really important to have good labeling on the boxes so that mm. way then you know, okay, well, you know, and you know, there will be the inevitable thing that towards the end, you're going to have some crazy boxes. Of when course. I moved, I had some crazy boxes. But two crazy boxes so, is fine. Versus 200 is not fine. Not acceptable <laughs> at all. And so that's really important. You pack for the room it's going to go into. Yes. Okay. So it's like going kitchen, kitchen. Okay. But there might be that situation where you go, this would normally have lived in the living room, but now it's going to go into the office in my new home. So you pack for the destination, Love your it. new home. And so what you're doing essentially is making life easier because you're yeah. exhausted by the time you've got to the new home totally. as well. And one thing I'd like to put to you as well, I like to have a box or two, which yep. is kind of open now. Yes. And that's probably oh. got the kettle yes. and tea bags. Definitely. But then another box perhaps, which has got linen. Sheets. Oh gosh. Because yeah. I reckon if you've got your bed sorted uh-huh. at the new place... And then, you know, at least some nourishment. Of Definitely. Some sort, oh, yeah. Then you've ticked two of the big boxes. Big time. Totally agree. Now, the last steps in the revamp process is M for maintain and P for party. Now, what we need to know is M for maintain is where you, you're going to do it at the other end. Because M for maintain is about what are the systems, processes, and structures I need to have in place? What do I need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to keep things in order. Mm. So you might think about what are the things I have struggled with in my current home that I don't want to bring the habits and the processes into my new home. And that's a good time for like a family meeting if there's more than you moving. Um, And then P for party is about once we've set up our new home, what do we want to do? Mm. How do we want to celebrate this? Yeah. And not because you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So it's really get pen to paper, think about it. So that's a really practical perspective. Because I think sometimes when we use, like, I guess no offense intended, but when we use packers, they will literally pack Mm. everything. One example, had a client, when we were unpacking, they didn't use professional organizers for the pack. They only did for the unpack. Mm -hmm. So that way then we organized that home straight from the start. It was beautiful. But we had to unpack a vase that still had flowers and water in it. What? It yep. wasn't even empty. No. And oh, gosh, that could have done such damage yep. in the transport process. Just an example. So there you go. So yeah. that's my practical perspective. These are the things that we can do. But we know it's more than just 
the practical and physical to-dos, isn't it, Helen? Oh, totally. So firstly, I love that. I love what you shared because it essentially gets us thinking before we even pack a box, which is wonderful. But then, you know, if the purpose is to move and you're selling your property, Mm. there are definitely two other factors Mm. that you've got to factor in. So you've got to look at the emotional part of it and you've got to look at the spiritual part of it. So let's look at the um, emotional as well to start with. So when you have decided now's the time to sell my home, it's time to flip that switch, as we said Mm. earlier, which is this is my home to now this is a house. Yes. So what you need to do on both a kind of a personal level but within the space is to remove yourself emotionally from the space, even though you're still living there. Like it's still your home. But what you want to do is is, um, kind of remove your emotion and bring in the emotion of the buyer. Yeah. So this is where we might be thinking of interior designers or a stylist or someone like that. And I'm not saying go out and get those people, but yep. what I'm saying is put that hat on. Yes. Have a look around your own home and think if I've now moved, removed my emotion out of this space and I want to attract a new buyer, mm. what is it that that new buyer would love? in this space so what what you're saying is is you want to remove yourself with the view recognizing this is your asset this is yes the the business the family business marketing yeah totally i remember when we were selling our previous home so we'd done extensive renovations on it It was a really beautiful home Mm. it just wasn't We'd moved, needed you know, a bigger home because yes. we were kind of growing and there was more stuff and it was a little three-bedroom. Beautiful, beautiful. Loved it. Could move back there tomorrow yeah. if um, we could all squeeze into the space. But we had it set up. So it was three-bedroom. We had it set up as a two-bedroom because there was my husband and I and our son. And then the third bedroom was an office come guest room and so obviously that's where I did most of my office work but then we had an ottoman bed so that when guests came it was usable it wasn't brilliant you wouldn't want someone to stay for weeks but Mm. you know for a couple of nights it was fine and as you know I kind of I'm not a stylist but I have kind of that flair when it comes to a space sensational and when we got the real estate agents in they said this room needs to be set up as a proper bedroom I said yeah I know that I just haven't kind of got around to it yet so you know we moved out the desk we brought in a single bed so it looked like a proper family home yep that could fit mum and dad and two kids yeah and that's exactly who bought the house Mm. so what we did on an emotional level was remove ourselves we brought in that concept of an asset that you've just shared and we said who is it who's going to move into this space. Now, that house, we had signed contracts and it was all done and dusted within a few weeks, (laughs) which was great. I actually think we might have had um, a number of offers in four days, but then it took a couple of, you know, a little bit of time to sort through things. But um, so on an emotional level, it's really kind of saying, remove me, think of who's going to come into the home and set it up for them. Yes. So if you are an extremely creative person, 
And if you then took all of that creativity out of the space, it might well actually not look good and it might not even attract the right person. Mm. And one of my space clearing clients is like that. She wanted to sell her home. She's terribly creative. She's got incredible artwork on the wall and sculptures and all sorts of things. But she knew if she stripped her house bare, yep. it would attract the wrong buyer. Because the energy of the house was extremely creative. And even she managed to have a conversation with her real estate agent and he agreed, yeah, you know, maybe just take a few pieces away or whatever. But just the basic, obvious decluttering kind of process, Mm. not strip this bare in the hope that the right person would come. Because sometimes you will get that creative person who loves Mm. the look of your house you just need to refine it a little bit and okay. remove you from the yes. equation yep. a little bit. So that's the emotional stuff. Have you got anything to add on to that before? No, I think that's brilliant. Okay, so the final section that you need to, or the final part that you need to think about is the spiritual aspect. This is what I'm very curious about. Okay. Any particular... No, I'm just, just really curious. curious because I've seen, you know, you, you share stories about some client successes where they've really had stuff like it's been on the market or they've had contracts, they've fallen through and then they've come to you yep. to go, look, I've, I've ticked all the boxes. I've packed my boxes. I've, I've done some styling. It, it, none of us, our agent can't understand it. I can't understand it. What's going on? There's something missing. Like, and that's, that's been the, the consistent theme I've heard. Yes. In, in you know when we've been talking about this off air yes so i need to understand this <laughs> well the thing about any space is it takes on the energy of the people or the emotions yep. that we bring into this space okay right? so if i've lived in a home yep and for six years as i have this home you know it's got the emotions of my family in it mm. but it's also got the emotions of the previous people in it it's got the emotions mm. of anyone who's come through the door or spent time on our yard um, or even the previous owners, the people that came and go in their lives. So what essentially has happened is let's think of a light bulb and it's kind of got gunk on it, yeah, on a, a light bulb. And what you essentially want to do from a spiritual perspective when you're selling your home is remove some of that gunk, mm. um, which is the energy in the space, which has been absorbed into the walls, the carpet, you know, the air. Yeah around so a few examples one lady i did a distance based clearing for she tried to sell her home four times in either five years or six years yep and it had never moved whoa um, another lady her home was on the market twice this was the second time it was yep. on the market um another lady her home had been on the market for quite some time and i'm not exactly sure of the time frame yep. because it came through her stepdaughter so i never actually had a conversation with this other lady but she decided to take her home off the market because it had been on for such a period of time Mm. and she felt it had gone stagnant and it hadn't shifted and so all of these ladies received offers on their house after a space clearing wow so two of them had received offers within a few days and then the one who had removed her house from the market actually received an offer it wasn't even on the market someone came and knocked on her door and said i want to buy your house because they had known it was on the market so through the space clearing process we're essentially trying to remove those energies that are built up in the space Mm. so that 
we can bring in the intention of a new buyer and bring in the intention of those emotions that the new buyer mm. might want or feel or what you might want the new buyer to feel when okay. they come into your house. So what do I mean by that? What I mean is, do you want your buyer to feel love, joy, acceptance, mm. some kind of emotional connection yep. with this house? Now, the most recent distance space clearing I've done, so I'm in Australia, this one was in the US. This house had been on the market twice. Wow. I don't know how long it had been on the market for. Um, but I did the space clearing. The lady was away. She came home. She had two offers within 48 hours. <laughs> but she knew in her house exactly why it wasn't moving. You know, there'd oh. been relationship problems. Um, she had children and there were things going on with the yeah. children, things going on with herself on an emotional level. Mm. And this is what I'm saying perhaps as well is that, you know, you can do the physical declutter, selling a house, declutter it, pack yep. the boxes, all that kind of stuff. But maybe you can't shift the emotional because some of the spiritual is blocking you. So every okay. ha- every yep. space clearing I've done on a house that's selling, there's been an emotional block with the client. Wow. And it's nearly as though the space clearing, by getting rid of all that gunk. Yeah, decluttering that, the emotional baggage, isn't it? Correct. And, you know, and the physical decluttering will help. Yes. But yep. we, we want to declutter some of the you know, spiritual energy that's sitting in the space or the emotional energy mm. that's been absorbed into the space. Get rid of that. Bring in the intention of the right buyer. Yep. But at the same time, and it's it's like um it's like a recipe, Lou, mm. and this is just kind of how I work. But yeah. when I'm doing the clearing, I'm bringing the, in the intention of the new buyer, but I'm also setting the intention that the current owner is ready to move. The current owner will find what he or she needs. Mm. The current owner will find shifts in their own life that will allow them to move from the home and find what they need to bring in the new person. Because you can't have you know, two, oh, new, two existing families living in one home. You need to create the vacuum of the client moving out emotionally so that there's that because as we know um the universe doesn't like a vacuum so we need to then bring in yes the new buyer to fill and push out the old Mm. so what's i guess what i'm thinking i guess what you know what comes to mind is like we're we're familiar with the concept of say feng shui yeah and you know how like you know in feng shui they often say you know clutter has a sticky stuck like it's it's got a sticky energy so clutter is almost like a magnet for energy. And that's why, you know, what, what we're very familiar with where we talk about, um, you know, you declutter because then it changes the energy. We've all been into homes and spaces where we've walked in and felt, oh, it feels heavy or it feels something. So what you're saying is, is even though you physically might have removed that clutter, we're still walking into a room. In theory, it looks brilliant decluttered cleared but what we're feeling on an energetic level what Mm. if i'm hearing you right is we're still feeling that stick stucky energy from the emotional clutter yes okay totally totally because you can we're not going to connect with that space isn't it no because you want to walk into that space as a prospective buyer of it and 
get that feeling. Yeah. We've all seen those TV shows and they say, oh, I haven't got the feeling or I yeah. need to get the feeling. And then the, It's all feeling with property, isn't it? It's totally all feeling. So if we go with good old Pareto's law yep. and we think, okay, well, we've decluttered and we've yep. organized and we've styled, that's perhaps the 80%, yep. right? We've done 80% of the work. But let's now think, okay, this house is sitting on the market for a while or I need to move this quickly. One of my um, clients contacted me on the Monday. Yeah. She wanted to sign a contract by the Friday because she wanted to sign a contract on her new home on yep. the Friday um, as well. So I was like, oh, oh my gosh, this is a yeah. really tight time frame. So she yeah, contacted me on the Monday. I did the space clearing on the Wednesday and she had two sign contracts by the wow. Friday. So one on her home and then she could sign on the other home. But wow. what had happened, I think, from what I could sense, is that we we just really needed to make sure we get that emotional connection. Mm. And as you know, I we were house hunting for quite some mm. time before we bought this house. Yes. For about 18 months. Mm. Actually, I was having this conversation with my husband only last night and reminding him about this. Is I would walk into a home. Yep. And this was actually before I was doing a lot of energy work, which is interesting, mm. but clearly I was connected with the space. I would not even step a foot onto the property or I might step into the front door and my eyes would go ballistic. What do you mean? They Like hay fever, itchy, watery, um, like it was so uncomfortable. And I don't get those kind of symptoms. What, couldn't normally. it just been a plant or something? You... Not if every home. Like I was literally okay, walking right. into like three homes on a Saturday to investigate and um, my eyes would do it all. What do you mean? They just start they water, hay fevery, hay fevery, itchy, sore, dry. It was ridiculous. And, and I was, that's the only time in your day that your yep. eyes did this thing was when you walked in a potential home. Yep. And so then I'd walk back to the car and we'd drive away and it would clear. And I was got to the point where I was like going, what's going on? And then I thought, oh, I know what's going on. And I said to my husband, I can't see us living in this space. And my body was giving me the physical reaction to my eyes, which clearly see. Wow. And they were saying, you, I can't see you living here. And so he eventually gave up going house hunting with me and said, you can go house hunting. Isn't that interesting, though? Because it really, what your example is, it, it illustrates women are the key buyers. Yes. Women are the key deciders. So he kind of just went, no, nah, bugger this. I'm just... <laughs> So what ended up happening then? So well, we took a bit of a break because, to be honest, there really wasn't much around that was, okay. you know, attracting us. But then the house we now live in was the house I came to with our son one like midweek. Okay. You know how they often do midweek opens? Oh, yes. Like 6 o'clock at night. Perfect or, for mums. Yeah, 5.30 or something like that. Yeah. The real so, decision makers. Yeah, yeah. So um, our son and I came to this house and looked through it. My eyes didn't do that. So I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, good sign. And then I went home, and on the Saturday we came back, my husband and I, and our son, um, and this was the house. So you could see yourself living here. Yes. And yes. so energetically, and I think women are far more intuitive to that. Yes, totally, totally. And so, you know, if we look at our process, which we shared today, which is the practical, emotional, spiritual, it may be that you have a partner who's happy with the practical. Yep happy with the packing boxes, yeah. whatever, but not factoring the emotional or the spiritual in. And that's where I found anyway, in my experience, I mean, nearly every client who's walked through my door has been someone who wants to sell a property. Yeah. 
and all of them have some kind of stuckness around the emotional mm. or the spiritual and it's a matter of using the space clearing just to help shift that to get the quick sale to then allow them to move on mm. to what it is they need in their life. And I think that's interesting because you started moving into this space when you started listening to your clients specifically and noted these were you know, spiritually connected women or intuitive women that were stuck in their lives. So that's mm. when you, is that, that's kind of when you started moving into this elemental space clearing and getting yeah. a certification and yeah. that, yeah? Yeah, that's very true. And look, we all have stuckness mm. in some place around some emotional yeah. challenge that we are facing. And I think that's the good thing about space clearing is you don't need to necessarily just do a space clearing when you're selling a property, mm. but it's a great tool yes. to consider, particularly if the house has been sitting on the market for some time or you need that quick sale and mm. you really just want to move on because it does really move that energy. Anyway, I know we've been talking for ages. We could go on again. Maybe we'll have yeah. to come back to this topic at some other stage in another episode of Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. So thank you so much for being here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. Take care and we look forward to connecting with you again on our next episode.